Welcome back to the Compound Podcast. This is episode 171. It's 171. Presented by Parse Rum, my favorite rum, your favorite rum, Parse Rum. Go to Binnie's, go to your local liquor store, ask about Parse. It's that time of year when everyone should be drinking rum, right, Dakota? Correct. You should always drink rum all year. Well, this is the time of year where you take three year out, you make a pina colada, you make yourself a little mixed drink, and then when it gets a little colder, that's when you start sipping on the on the eight and the twelve. Zach, guess guess what I had yesterday? What'd you have? I had a margarita yesterday. <sighs> you just can't beat that. You can't beat a margarita. A good margarita, like good time of the year, is tough to beat. Whew. You guys cold? He's got on like a hoodie and then a pullover. It's like it's 85 it's like, degrees. It's like 60 degrees here. It's kind of cold in Chicago, too. It's cold and rainy. So where are you in Antarctica? I'm ready for some fall weather, though. I'll tell you what. Ooh, I saw some leaves today on the course. Like there's just a couple leaves, like they're still alive. And it just made me think of the fall. And I was like, oh man, we're almost there. We're close, boys. Close. It's uh it's not the best off day in Chicago. It's rainy. Can't play golf. Oh kind of crap. Well, you could play golf. Just takes a little commitment. Need full rain gear. Tell me about your girlfriend today. Well, 81? Shot an 81. I'm gross. Nasty. Nasty? Or can't, what? Still can't hit a driver. I need my swing coach, Zach Short, to teach me how to hit a driver far because I can hit my irons like farther than most people, but I can't hit a driver. I hit it like 260 if I hit it pure. Crazy. I've been, my golf game has been A, non existent. And when it has, when I have played, it has. Let me guess. No, I haven't. Shooting like 76, 77. I haven't played played in a while. But I played played, in Toronto on the off day and played horrible. Yeah. I just, I just don't have it right now. And I don't, it's just not there. All the boys are in town. All the boys are in town this week for the BMW. It's in Chicago. Is it in Chicago, the BMW? Yeah, uh, I might go over Thursday morning. I'm not sure yet. Haven't decided. Uh, but some guys are going to come by. Come by the field. I'm pretty sure. See who's uh, who's coming. Who who's coming? Like, what do, who do we got? I don't know. I don't know exactly what guys are coming out. I know that uh, there's been a couple people who have reached out to me about coming. No actual golfers yet, but I'm hoping that hoping that I get to see a couple guys at the field. Cubs are hot. I got Rory showing up to a Cubs game. I don't know if Rory is into baseball. Maybe Ricky. Can I say last week I was obviously at City Field when you guys played Wednesday night. Pretty cool. I mean, obviously we know Cub fans travel, but there were some – I mean, it was right behind your dugout. I don't know how much you guys could hear, but they were kind of taking over City Field there in that ninth inning, getting the crowd going with the the Let's Go Cubbies chance. Pretty cool to see. I I I can think of the number of times I've seen that at a visiting stadium and it, it was it was pretty rare cubbies travel well that's uh travel well there's there's some passion there and heard a lot of let's go cubs are on the road and there was one time when javi was getting a full javi javi on the road it was like oh my god i think that. the cubs might have the best traveling fans I feel like I don't see that as much. Maybe that's because, you know, I follow the Cubs more, but I feel like you don't see that as much with other teams. Like you'll go play anywhere and there's minimum like 5,000 Cubs fans. Even the Cubs also training. have the Cubs also yeah. have like a really like the W flags. Like they have, they have like a thing that they can take with them. So their presence is really felt like Yankees fans definitely travel really well. Boston fans travel really well. 
Um, but they don't have like a, they don't have a nice big flag to wave. True. Cubbies are hot too. Cubs are hot. Cubs are playing football. How how much fun is it? Has it been this last what month? Oh, or so? I just remembered Zach wasn't here last week. Nice. Welcome back, yeah, man. Missed you. Sorry. Missed you last yeah. week. Yeah. Thanks for leaving us. Uh yeah, it was uh it's been a blast. Cubbies are really hot. We've been playing really good ball. I think just being in the hunt for playoffs and the division and like all of that is it's just it's right where you want to be. This is the most fun time of the year. We got forty some, forty five ish games left to to make a push, a month and a half to really kind of insert ourselves into the conversation. So it's been exciting. Have, has there been any veterans, yourself included, to like tell some guys to like, you know, not worry about the scoreboards or to like not worry about the standings and just play, or just kind of just like everyone's kind of talking about it because you had to go on a run and you did. Yeah. I think we have a group that is veteran enough that it's like, we just have to play and take care of business. Yeah. We just have to go play next month and a half, play really good baseball. Um, and, you know, there's no scoreboard watching necessary. There's just so, so much season left, you know, you don't yeah, have to, right, 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 you don't right, have right. to start freaking out or panicking or, you know, obviously when the teams that you're chasing lose, it's nice, but like, it doesn't matter today. You know, it matters in, month and a half well yeah but it helps like zach was saying it helps having like bellinger's won a world series hendrix was on the world series team gomes we, i think was yeah in the world gomes, series. gomes world with series. the nats gomes with the nats swanson belly uh like guys that have been there done that yeah obviously hendrix yeah like there's That's dudes crazy. that have just there's dudes that have been through it so you know everybody knows what it and then a lot of our other veteran guys either have played in on one world series or you know been in playoff pushes so everybody kind of understands what it takes to get through that yeah for sure and then you have i mean even like the younger guys like nico's just a mature guy you know what i mean like i don't think anyone in your locker room is gonna like panic and be like oh like we gotta win like we gotta make a push like no one's really gonna feel too much pressure i was just saying that's the that's the fun part about the group that we have it's a really like cohesive on the same page yeah we were uh, back to the standings part. Like we were in June or May and June, like whatever the months were. And we were playing really well. And we would get to like one game back and like our reporters or whoever would like try to talk about it. And AJ would just be like, guys, like, I understand it. You know, this team hasn't, hasn't been good in a while, you know, haven't really done, haven't really won, but we cannot be watching the scoreboard or the standings in June. And even now, like you said, like there's so much time left. Imagine what that was like back in May and June. It's crazy. Yeah. There's just so much time and you just have to go play. Uh, Zach, tell me about playing at Fenway. Fenway was sick. Um, Been there before. Been to a few games. Um, I actually went last year. I was on a taxi squad and I didn't get activated. So a few friends from college were there. So I watched the game from the stands with them, which was cool. Um, Packed. Um, But playing on Friday night with Chris Sale pitching and just getting that whole experience was insane. Um, you know, from in between pitches, like it's such like a baseball, obviously stadium where, you know, with two strikes, they chant or two strikes, they clap, um, you know, at some modernized stadiums, you know, like they don't have, it's more of just like an entertainment thing. Like at Fenway, we were talking about it. It's like, it's a real baseball stadium. I, um, I was watching the game before, our game you guys might have started before us on sunday maybe and every time there would just be a like a single just like ah! dude they get so fired up for just like any hit 
Yeah. And, you know, there was a f- like Justin Turner homeward early. Um, again, packed all three games, like seven o'clock, four o'clock, and a one o'clock game or 12 o'clock game, like sold out. And it was just, it was like I said, like them paying attention to the game was just like, it was really, really cool to be a part of just to like, you know, and like the eighth inning, Sweet Caroline. Like, I mean, it's, it's, it gives you goosebumps when when you're watching the game and the music stops and they're still singing the song. It's it's special. And then to see how they treated Miggy throughout the weekend was absolutely like cannot put it into words. Like his last A B and Miggy hates this stuff. He'll be the he'll be the first to tell you. Like he doesn't love all the attention, but I think he's starting to like realize it now that it's kind of it's almost coming to an end. And you know. They gave him a standing O his last AB yesterday in the ninth inning. And usually, like, he doesn't even allow it to happen. He's just like, come on, let's go, let's go. Like, he kind of took a step out. You know, you could see it kind of on his face a little bit. He wasn't, like, laughing. It was just like, hey, like, I really appreciate this. This is awesome. Um, I feel like there's definitely certain places that he'll go to that hit him a little differently. You know what I mean? Like, obviously Miami, but, like, Boston's, like, a big place. Just places like that that probably hit him a little harder. Yeah. I think I would have appreciated it or like been a little bit more surprised if I didn't see Miami so recently because that whole that whole weekend was just absolutely bananas. But again, I think tying the fans and the stadium to Fenway this weekend put that over the edge or put that over the top where it was just like, you know, it wasn't where Miggy lives in the offseason. It wasn't where Miggy started his career. It was just like a place that he played, you know, however many times a year, three times a year. And they still treated him like royalty, like he is. It was it was so special. I mean, pretty incredible just to have an opposing fan base have that much respect for a player. Absolutely, and you know what? Again, it's so special, but it it does suck watching it kind of come to an end because, like, every Sunday or every so, like, if it's a um, weekend series, they'll always do it on the Saturday. Data for the most part, or the, they'll do the tri- Miggy tribute where the most fans are going to be. They're not going to do it on a 12 o'clock game on Sunday. Um, so they did it on Saturday, I believe, and they gave him the 24 from Fenway. And like every time there's a Fenway, there's a Miggy tribute, I'm like, oh, I'm deaf. You know, like obviously we're all out there anyway, but I'm Top like, stepping. yeah, like I'm, I'm, what do we got? You know, and it's, it's crazy. There's not many more road trips left and it's, it's, Coming quickly to an end, which is it's it's insane. And he's still doing it. He's still hitting backside line drives at 105, just leaving his bat up there, dropping it, laughing down to first base. It's just like this guy is fucking incredible, man. We were talking about um just stats in general, but Nick Cassianos hit his two hundredth homer. Um, former teammate, a great guy, pretty awesome accomplishment, two hundred homers. Like when you talk about Miggy and you talk about like pool hosts and some of these guys, like 500, 700 pumps, like people see that number and they're like, wow, that's really cool. 200 homers in the big leagues is a big deal. There's not that many guys who have hit 200 homers in the big leagues. You got to be ever. approaching it, right? No, like low ones. You're but approaching it. You're approaching you'll get, it. You'll get it next year. But the 200 homers in the big leagues, that's 20 homers for 10 years. Crazy. That's crazy. I mean, that is a long time of a lot of homers, a lot of consistency, a lot of being healthy. We're talking about Miggy having 500 pumps and 3,000 hits. 
That is absolutely absurd. And I just don't think it's appreciated enough that like there's not that many dudes in the history of we're talking not many guys in the history of the game who've done that. 318, 318 people. There's been 22,000. I don't know the numbers changed because they added a bunch of people in, but it's what is it? 24,000 now or 25,000? 25. 25,000 people have played Major League Baseball in the 100-plus history year history of the game. We're talking 120-some years. 318 of them have hit 200 homers. <laughs> Dude, I, I wish that I could have recorded him in the cage the other day before the game. I wasn't playing, so I, I stayed down there and kind of watched his uh, pregame routine. You know, he doesn't go balls to the wall really anymore. He'll just do what he does to get loose. And he had the machine turned up pretty high. And when I tell you I stood there for 10 minutes with my jaw to the ground because of every single ball that he hit was just an absolute, like, again, you could fight for your life on the machine. Like, Oh yeah. It you can know, kick your it, could either, it could either make you feel absolutely crazy locked in or like you're going to the plate. Like, yo, I have no fucking idea what I'm doing. And like mm-hmm. this guy, like there was three of us down there and I like, just kind of looked around. I was like, is anybody else like watching this right now? Like hard, firm heaters and just everything to right center at like, I'm telling probably like 15 to 25 degrees. Just like, I mean, it's probably a home run. Okay. It's off the wall. And it was just like 10 in a row, 10 in a row. And he would just look at me and just like smile. And I'm like, bro, this is absolutely diabolical right now. Ian, um, I don't want to correct Tom, but that stat was as of August. 2015 there's 371 people that have hit 200 home runs just to update the stat because i know people will tweet it at us okay i'm not gonna say i know i know is, I just, it's a nice number i'm gonna I move just on wanted to clarify so that if anyone tweets at us too late we corrected it ourselves 371 that's still not very many i'm gonna move on <laughs> uh speaking of retirements and honors uh i was in uh, Toronto this weekend, and there was a very cool um, honoring of Jose Bautista, who got into the. I think they call it their. I'm gonna I'm gonna mess it up. It's like the ring of he get his number went up on or his name and number went up on the. Is it like a ring of honor? It's like the ring of honor, but I don't know if that's exactly what they call it. But it was presented by SeatGeek. No, it wasn't. But for our show, it is. Presented by SeatGeek. Uh, today's episode is sponsored by SeatGeek. If you don't know, if you don't know what SeatGeek is, ticketing app that makes buying tickets super simple. Over 28 million downloads. SeatGeek is the number one rated ticketing app. That is numero uno. More than 70,000 events every single day on SeatGeek. SeatGeek, including sports, concerts, festivals, and more. So if you're trying to catch a Cubby game, maybe go over to SeatGeek. Uh, and every ticket is backed by their buyer guarantee. It's the only site that lets you return your tickets ahead of the event with swaps. And, and I say I had amazing, my my wonderful girlfriend, Liz, but you saw I had was sitting like six rows back from home plate. Where did we get them? SeatGeek. Yeah. You got to use the green for good deal. We found, a, we found a, like the, like the really sharp green. And that's how, you know, it's a great deal. It's like a 9.8. That's how, you know, you're getting a good deal. Say really sharp green. I what's well, yeah well I, don't, I like that is it I like, like neon Spartan or, green Spartan is it like green. neon or is it more forest does it go like all the way dark like green the better it is dark green Tom got a dark green deal 
Yeah. Use code compound. Did you use code compound for $20 off your first purchase at SeatGeek? $20 off your first purchase with promo code compound. I'm using SeatGeek all the time, so I can't use it for my first purchase anymore. But, it, you know, if you haven't used SeatGeek, you got to use it. Simple as that. You got to get in there. They retired Batista's jersey, or I don't know if it was retirement of the jersey or if they just put his name on the on the, the ring of honor thing. But regardless. Called the level of excellence. That's what it's called. Level of excellence. That's what they call it there. And it was a really, really cool ceremony. And this... Uh, I can't explain to you how unbelievable it was to see the stadium packed like 30 minutes before game time. Like when we pulled up in the buses, which was four or five hours before game time, there was a line outside of the Rogers Center for people to get in. And they were just so excited to like see this Jose Batista ring of excellence ceremony. And can I just real quick, just like to, tell you what uh, jose batista did ages 29 to 34 okay he had never hit more than 16 home runs in a season at 29 years old he hit 54 homers and then 43 27 28 35 40 and he was an all-star for six Bro, straight seasons. when i tell you that team and like jose batista josh donaldson edwin carnacion that, I think I was a sophomore or junior in college. Like that era of those, that team was insane. Tulo was there. Russell Martin was nasty. That was when they played the Rangers in the, what was it, DS? And they yeah. had that crazy game. Batista's, walk, Batista's big home or whatever. And Dude, he hit the bat. Tom, that Tom team, back me up here. I hated that team. I hated it. As a baseball, like, oh, I hate that it. Was the, that was like the first time when Josh Donaldson was talking about the swing change, like, Everything changed. Batista, in 2011, Batista had 43 homers, 103 RBIs, 132 walks, 302, 447 on base, 608 slug for a 1.056 OPS. That dude, oh man. I'm, there was a um, video he came out with a, probably around that time where he went started going berserk and he was just like, man, I looked at my swing back then and then like he's like, I couldn't believe how late I was starting. He's like, that's what I credit to all my success. It's on you. Like I used to watch all the time in college. And he was just like, that was the biggest change I made was starting so much earlier. You watching a hitting video? No. Can't be. Can't believe it. Can't be short Tani. Surprised with how little I watch now. Proud of you. I would I've been be telling surprised. you for years to stop watching it. Yeah. But that was that was really cool to see. Uh Zach, do you want to talk about Ooh. your former teammate uh, Lorenzen Snow Hitter? Before we get to that, while we're on the the level of excellence thing, did you see the Felix Hernandez one? I think his jersey got retired, right? Or was it like the same thing, like the like Ring of Honor kind of thing? I think it was the same thing because he's had to have had his jersey retired. Yeah, right. I, I could think be wrong, so. But I yeah. don't know. I think it depends where you play because, like, it's impossible to get your jersey retired in Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. But it, I just hall, thought I thought, I thought the coolest part was them bringing out Beltre. I don't know if you saw that video. Hap, I sent it to Zach. I was like, "That's so sick." The videos of them facing each other are gold. So Hilarious. good. Like so when, good. The one where he struck out Beltre and he took like the like half swing and she looks literally yeah. laughing at him walking off the field. Yeah, like that's great. Do you see the one where he had a soft line drive back at him and he tossed the ball back to him? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Well, Zach, that's what's going to happen when you face Hap. You weren't here last week, but Hap said he has no interest in facing you when you guys play each other. I said, sounds nervous to me. I'm off that. Absolutely not. I can't win. I cannot win. Zach's hitting 87 against you, 100%. That's why I can't win. I'm not gonna like be ready for Zach to like eat one in there, and then he's like throws no, one eighty five and punches you. my ticket. No, no, you're no. hitting eighty against Ian, one hundred percent at least eighty. No, because if I hit anybody, let alone Ian, my It'd life. It'd be funny is over. if you hit Ian. I hit you. Yeah, you did twice. Twice. Yeah. Yep. Twice. Once on the forearm. Once on the yeah. like Thanks, man. tricep. Appreciate you. I. Um, hey, I was yeah, you know, I'm off it. that. I'm off that. And I and guess what? I hope I don't have to pitch. Well, you're going to be winning. I hope that you guys have to pitch a position player. Oh, is that so? Yeah. I hope it's Ian. I hope it's Ian too. I hope. I, I, hope, I don't think, I don't think Ian's there. Uh, I hope that, I hope I'm that everybody in the Cubs brass has to get fired because Ian pitched. You know what? We just signed this guy to three more years for $66 million and he's out there pitching. And he gave up a nuke to Zach Short. Yep. Do you want to talk about Lorenzen? How sick is that, dude? His first two first two outings with the Phillies, he goes eight innings, two runs, and the next one he throws a no-hitter. Like, come on. It you was said cool you guys because, were watching it too, right, Zach? Dude, so, Ian, you know the iPads that we have in the dugout? So you mm-hmm. can see, like, I don't want to say live games, but you can see. So, like, if You can, you can see, out, like, right after the inning. Yeah, so like, you can see other games going on, too. So I don't know how we got word of it. Guys in the dugout who weren't playing pitchers were like, hey, Lorenzen has a no-hitter in the eighth so, or in the seventh or whatever. And then we went back and it was like, oh, my God, they went and looked on the iPad and it said through eight. And we we're just like, holy shit. And then before you know it, we looked up and the Tigers pro move. They put like they showed the last out of his no-hitter and said, you know, congratulations. And we were all watching it in the dugout. It was pretty cool. And for that's him to like sad. go over there and make such an impact so quickly, especially for a team that's that's doing it right now too, like that's awesome. And it, I'm sure it makes it a lot easier to walk into a clubhouse when you have two quality quality starts under your belt moving forward. I also I also saw a stat that's like since he said he was like couldn't believe he was an all star, he's been one of the best pitchers in baseball. Dude, we it's crazy, man. It, it's. I couldn't. I know he was. He was a little bit weary about his last start before the All Star game um, because he's like, you know, if I go in there, um, you know, he was a little bit uneasy about it in the first place, obviously. Um, but I mean, he, he just he handled it like a pro. Handled everything like a pro. His everything that he does, you know, it, it's it was sick. And for us, like I said, to watch it in the dugout, to guys being still so like invested in it, it's pretty cool, you know. And he treated he he got. Um, recent, I think last week they came in. I don't think he told anybody. He ordered necklaces for the three pitchers and tossed the catcher for their no hitter that they threw. He ordered them necklaces and had something on it, which was really pro. That's sick. And it That's it cool. just came in. I don't think any of them had any idea. Zach, uh, speaking of the Phillies, we talked about this last week. Tom, close your ears. I know you're going to hate this part. Trey Turner, since the standing O when he was struggling, bro, this was of two days ago, but in his eight games, he's hitting 406 with two homers with Dang, 1206 dude. OPS. Tom, Damn. I know, I know cheering doesn't work. You wish they'd boo him, but he's doing it, dude. How cool! Like, that is so sick. Obviously, what a good lesson. It's it imagine if they cheered had- Aaron Hicks. The Yankees could have that right now. 
Oh, but Tom's up there leading the booze. Yep. He, uh, and then I don't know if you guys talked about it. I haven't gotten around to listening to our episode from last week yet. Um, Looked up. Busy guy. Busy guy. He, he bought the billboards out too, a few of them, and said, yeah. like, thank you, Philly, on in Philly. How sick is that? Yeah. We, and yeah, like, we t- look at, we, we touched on this, but just look at the, now we can go back because the stats are showing, but like, look how big of an impact that had on him just to free him up to go play baseball and like, what well, just a cool thing. That's just cool. It's cool. It's so sick That's- that it worked out. Like, you know, like they did that standing, oh, like kind of out of nowhere, like, hey, we're still behind you. And then he's just like, all right, like I, I could still do this. Like, I'm I can still Trey Turner. I'm still one of the best shortstops in the world. He's nasty. He is, man. And Pretty he's cool. going to go off for the rest of the year, and he's going to be a hero, and they're going to love him forever. 100%. Just like Aaron Hicks could have done in New York. Now he's going to do it for Baltimore. And if Tom have wasn't guys, up there. Hang on, really quick, Phillies, last thing. Um, <clears throat> they obviously got out to a slow start. Um, have you guys seen the similarities between this year, last year, and, like, two other years that they've been to the World Series or how many times, like, through like a, a few checkpoints, the record has been absolutely identical. That's kind of crazy. It's not about who wins the most games the regular season. It's about who's the hottest on the way into the playoffs. I mean, yeah. that is just everybody knows the rules. You just you got to be playing good baseball on hot September going into October. That's how it works. Cool. Baseball like where the Cubs are a at. weird game. Tom so will tell you. Tom will tell you about last year. Tell you about last year with the Yanks. Tom, you want to talk about the Yanks? Do you want to talk about it? Do you want to vent? We'll <laughs> listen to you, vent. What did you say to us before we started recording, Tom? Did you you put a TOD on the Yankees? Correct. Yeah, the seasons put it put a coffin blanket, whatever you want. It, it's a, it's over time of death, whatever time. Four thirty yesterday. I said to Zach, I was at my girlfriend's apartment, went home when they're up seven to one, and was like, all right, got a series win. We believe that would be the second series win since the middle of June. Yanks could use it. Got home. They somehow by the time I got home, which isn't that far, already already the game was already over. Couldn't couldn't believe it. Well, had a couple of texts from my friend saying season's over, and that's that's. There's not much more else to say. I'm happy for all the non-Yankee fans out there. They get to experience joy because the Yankees stink. Uh, Mets and Yankees could be the first time in the history of the franchise that they both finish in last place. Right now. That's looking possible. Um, time to say goodbye to Aaron Boone. Thank you for your your whatever you've done. You can't say that because of John Boy. You just can't say it. You have to <laughs> retract what you just said. I listen. I like. I don't speak for Jimmy or Jake. I speak for myself. I hope Aaron. I Boone, love it. I love it. I appreciate Aaron Boone taking a risk in coming on Talking Yanks every week. I appreciate that. Um, I don't appreciate his ability as a manager. I think he's <laughs> needed a new job for several years now. I honestly think it's time to restructure the entire organization. This really has very similar energy to 2008. Um, Yankees were at the end of a, of a, a window. Then that window was a little different because they had obviously that group had won some stuff. This group never really, the closest they got was 2017. It's hard to believe. Didn't that- they win the world series in 09? Yes. Yes. Well, that's that's 08. Yeah. That's his point. They went out and got AJ Burnett, CC. Yes. That was going to be my guys. So you're saying that they need to go buy a bunch of good players. The the money they've spent has not been very well spent. Do you look at guys? I took this screenshot last night. Uh, Mike Axia wrote a really great article for CBS Sports talking about how the Yankees top 
seven guys in terms of salary. Obviously, Judge and Cole have both done their jobs this season. Rodon has has a negative 0.5 war. It's the first year of his contract. We'll hopefully that works out. They're paying Donaldson 25 million. He's got negative war. Is he done? What's that? Is he off the books next year? Yes, he he's okay. done. Giancarlo Stanton's got 0.1 war. He's making 22 million. Obviously, we know what's going on with Rizzo. And even someone like LeMay, who's making $15 million, he's got 0.6 war. Uh, it's just the guys that they're paying to be their superstars, to be the best players, haven't done it. And again, you'll look at the 2017 lineup, guys like Greg Bird, Gary Sanchez, even guys like Labor. They've all really have not progressed in the way you would hope. And so I think this starts with the organization at the top and it's time to really make some big overhauls. Zach, I saw your hand up first. Going to you. I got something with this whole Glaber stuff. Hang on. There's no, like, part of it. I, Glaber's, Glaber's not the issue. Okay, yeah, okay. Let's, yeah, but let's revisit. What do you mean, like, hang on. I need to look up his stats. All right, let Ian go first, then. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you look up Glaber's stats. Is LeMahieu on the books next year? Yeah, that was one of the things they were talking about in the Axie article, that I think it's a six-year deal for uh, LeMahieu, so he's off the books in 2025. The Yankees, to avoid some of those CBT numbers, the can, you know, the uh, competitive... Yeah, they stretch some of them. I mean, Giancarlo and, I don't, Giancarlo and uh, LeMahieu are still on the books, so I don't know. I don't know what they do with that. I mean, Donaldson's the only one coming off, right? Yeah. And you still got five more years of Rodon. Obviously, you hope that improves. Um, but yeah, by stretching guys like LeMay, who's stretching guys like Stan, you knew the back half of these contracts were going to be ugly. And unfortunately, the front halves were not really what you were expecting either. So yeah, I don't I don't know what the Yankees would do, honestly. I, as I said, I think it's time for an organizational reset and try to figure it out. Cause I'm not very optimistic right now about the future. Tom, I mean, did you see that that someone placed? It was like a $10 parlay and it was like a combo of like, like Dodgers and Dodgers over blah, blah, blah. It was Yankees. It was Garrett Cole, eight plus strikeouts Yankees to win. It was, and they blew it, gave up five in the ninth to lose the game. It was $10 to win $955,000. Oh, and that's no. how it lost. No, was the Yankees blowing that game? Oh no, end box to win almost a million. Bond. And the Yankees oh. blew it. How many parts? I, 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 I kind of wish it was Tom that that happened to. <laughs> Just one more nail in the coffin. Were all the parlays in the same game? No, it was like they're like p- player performance parlay combos. Like it was like Dodgers to win, Dodgers over. It was like Mets plus two and a half in the under. It was like. 10 different games. It was like a huge parlay. And that's what blew it. Tough. Zach, do you want to talk about Glaber? Yeah. Glaber so like, I, see, I see somehow with, with this whole Twitter thing and how it's the Explore page now, I get a lot of Glaber and Yankees talk on my page. Um, so, like, yeah, you know, I understand that he may do some things that irk the fans, but, like, him as a hitter, this year hitting 269, 778 OPS with a 114 OPS plus. RBIs, maybe not there with only 49, but 46 walks to only 68 strikeouts. Like, I mean, it's a second baseman. It's not like you Yeah, know. I think I think it's fair to say he's rebounded. He obviously had a really difficult stretch there um in 21, especially. 
but I, I think it's a fair, I think it's fair to say both things. He's rebounded to be an above average second baseman. He's, as I said, not the reason the Yankees are struggling, but if you look at his development, he's a guy who made the all-star game his first two years and was expected to be the starting shortstop for the Yankees. And that was a disaster that failed terribly is that, I don't know. And I don't know where to put the blame on that. Is that, is that his fault? Is that the Yankees fault? Is that some combination of the two? I don't know. But at the end of the day, this is a guy that hasn't made an all-star game since 2019 and can't play shortstop. So I do think his development is not where I was hoping it would be. I think he's still a very good player. And again, not the reason the Yankees are failing, but when you look at him with Sanchez and bird and all these other guys that also were expected to be main parts of this lineup and have not been there. Uh, it's a real issue. And, and I think guys like Talkman and Ford and all these guys in Urshela and all these guys they picked up around the margins have covered up the fact that a lot of their big money moves and their prospects have not to, to panned out the way you would hope. I think and, it's more so. I think it's more so the Yankees when they traded for Glaber from the Cubs were expecting, like Tom's saying, like, this is our guy. Like, this is our oh, shortstop I, of the future. Like, he's young. Like, and, he, and he has not been bad. Right. But, but I mean, they expected, he, like, yeah, perennial like all-star. you said, imagine if he is a piece instead of like, hey, we need our second baseman to be our MVP. That's not how a roster is constructed. No, if he's hitting five, six, seven, and he's got a 115 OPS plus as your second baseman in middle bottom of the order, like sign me he's up. Hit, he's hit, he's been hitting in the two hole. He's not going to drive in a bunch of runs in the two hole. Like, look, he hit 38 player. He had 38 homers in 144 games, the 128 OPS at age 22. I think it's fair to say, even if at age 26, he's good and he's an above average player and he's all the things that you could say about him. It's his progression has been a little disappointing. He's got. So what if he, Tom, what if he was a 105 OPS player that year? And then now he is what he is. Then you're like, it's been great just because he was good early doesn't mean that it's like now he stinks. The league, the league he's a really adjusts, good player. He's a really good adjusts. player. And the league adjusts and baseball is really fucking hard. And it's really hard to be a one. What was that? 130 something OPS player every year. Like there's just there's not that many guys that do it. And it's really hard to be good every single year. And when if you're bad or if your struggle is a 110 to 115, 120 OPS post player, that's a really, really good player. And they're paying him 10 million bucks and he's going to be worth 25 to 30 million dollars of value and like that's a good player as i said i i think he's not the issue i think he's one guy that i mentioned in a group of guys and he's probably the best case example of how the yankees development has perhaps worked i think it's fair to say i'm still i'm, I'm gonna be honest i'm still disappointed because i thought he was going to be a different type of player but the player he's turned into is still a very good above average player and i think you're you're fair to point out that maybe Yankee fans had too high of expectations and we need to settle with where he is now. I still think the issues, though, trying to explain Bird, Sanchez, and, and plenty of other guys, really Judge has been the one Yankees from that group, that baby bombers group of seven. I mean, they went to game seven of the two of the 2017 ALCS and haven't been that close since. And so I think it's and, and Garrett Cole for all the, you know, the mistakes they've made perhaps in free agency, not signing guys like Seager, the lack of left-handed bats. Cole's been the best pitcher in baseball pretty much since they've got him. He's number one in almost every statistical category since they've signed him. So it makes the other misses more glaring when you have guys like Judge and Cole and you can't back them up. 
No, I think that's I, fair. I, I, I I think this fair. is a good time. This is a good time to talk about Bruce Bolt batting gloves. The ones with the lightning bolt on them. Bruce Bolts are the batting gloves I wear. The white with the baby blue, the all baby blues. Best batting gloves on the market. They're durable. They last forever. Uh, and you know what else they have? They have shorts made of super light four-way stretch material. Perfect for batting practice, working out, just hanging out. Basically a little lemon viore type quality, but made for athletes. They come in two different lengths. Dakota wears the five inch and I wear the seven inch. Bunch of different colors. Go get yours today at brucebolt.us. That's brucebolt.us. Check out my batting gloves. Check out the shorts. Can we move on from the Yankees? Because I just Yeah. Please just can't. Just can't do I just can't do it with the Yankees. They're dead. They're dead. We don't have to talk about it again the rest of the <laughs> No more questions the rest of the season. Thank you. If very they much. make a push and come back, Tom, remember you declared them dead. You're not allowed to watch. You're not allowed and- to watch. I, sure. <laughs> Don't come over to my apartment then, I guess. <laughs> we can talk about the Angels going for it, trying to help Otani, trying to help their franchise, and then just not winning, which is tough because, again, I when when they started making moves, I was all for it. I was like, "Hey, <clears throat> you know, chances are he's not going to resign. Um, but if you don't buy, he's really not going to resign. You're not going to get any ticket sales for the rest of the year." And it was just more like, "Good luck," you know. And like, I love I love being aggressive. They were what two games out when they when they started buying guys um, or you know trading for guys. You know, if you traded Otani, you could have legitimately changed your franchise moving forward with prospects with major league ready guys. Um, but that doesn't seem like that's happening and it's a risk you had to take. Yeah. I mean, I'm still, I'm still good with them going for it. You know what I mean? Like the teams do it every year where like they, they buy some guys, they go get some guys and it doesn't work out, but I think it was a position where they knew, like you said, especially for their fan base, they had to do it. They're like, we can't, like, we're not far enough out that we can just call it quits. We have the best player in baseball on our team. Like, we we have to try. Yeah. yeah. And again, like I've, I've said it before, do you want to be that GM that trades the best player to ever play? Yeah. I have, and I have a ton of respect for them going out and doing that and, and trying to go get the guys to help uh, that team. And obviously, Trout's come back at some point and like, that's you got to take the gamble there. Um, I also have been seeing a lot of like team, like the Nolan Arenado trade or the Goldschmidt trade, or like some of these trades for these great players that like all of the prospects are out of the systems. Yeah. And like, because you never know, you never know what they're going to turn into. You don't know. And you might think that you got a handful of can't miss prospects and then they miss and you're no better off and you traded one of the best players. So like, I respect them going out and trying to do it. And I hope their fan base does too. Didn't Theo say that when he was president or with the Cubs, he was like, I will trade any prospect any day over guys who are playing. Yeah. Because and I think that know, was like, his don't point. know what can happen now. Like that was his point with like the Chapman trade and Glaber is like, yeah, Glaber turns out to be a really good player, but like we won the world series and like yeah. Chapman was a big part of that. So, like, I'll never regret, like, going for it and doing that. Cubs don't win the World Series without Chapman. That was, I mean, they had, to, like, that's a, the ultimate win-win trade. Yankees obviously got some good pieces out of it, but they had to. I don't do know. I, I think Theo might want uh, Dylan Cease back. I don't know. I don't Again, know we've talked about one. this. 
right trade at the time. I don't know. And Cease I'm wasn't even the big part of that Cease. trade. Eloy, Eloy was a big part of that trade. I'd rather have, of all those three, I'd choose and Dylan Cease. Now, I mean, now you are. Well, my hindsight's twenty twenty, of course. I'm never going to be mad at a team for going forward. The Angels no. that hasn't made the playoffs in a very long time. That's a fan base that's starved for it. And I think it was going to be really hard to look those fans in the eyes and say, we're having a guy who's having the greatest season in the history of the sport. And we're whatever number of games out of it. And sorry, we traded him for a bunch of double A players. I just don't think that they were going to be able to do that. I love them, but they went for it. Diamondbacks did the same thing, and they've also been struggling. They they bought some guys, and they've also been scuttling. So, I mean, th- it's not just them. As you said, it happens, and I'm never going to fault the team for going for it. Did the Mariners buy at the deadline? They, they kind of go and date anyone, really? They kind of just, yeah. Well, they they just they, caught fire, they traded. They traded Seawald. That, like, they just caught fire, though. Which like, I nasty. thought was going to be huge for the Diamondbacks. Yeah. But they haven't played well either. Crazy. It's a fantastic game. Anything can happen. Crazy, stupid game. I don't got the Tigers out of the division yet. That's what I got. I got them still grinding. You're only eight back. That's really not that, like, far-fetched. The funniest thing about Zach not listening to last week's episode is he missed all the fluff he got. He was getting – Oh, my God. I got some fluff. I told you. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. Guy didn't listen to the episode. You want the fluff? I was busy. I was busy. Come on. Go back and listen if you want the fluff. He's a dad now. He's got to. He's got to take care of his new puppy child. I am. I do have a puppy. I had to clarify that it was a puppy. Yeah. That's been a. That's been a big life change. You know what? You know what else, Zach? I just noticed you didn't bring your mic again. That's a shock. I was wondering why you sounded a little quieter than everyone else. There it is. That's I why. That one right away. Yeah. I, I I had such a good experience in the office using the the mic, the swing mic that hangs out that I might oh I might get a setup. You got you got one of these? You got like a light that look like, like Tom. what Tom has? Yeah. <laughs> I had one of those in the office. I might try to get it set up in the in the house for the off season. That's how good it was. I like that. I like that a lot. Hands can, I talk free too. can I talk about something real quick that's near and dear to my heart? E-R-C. 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 <laughs> <laughs> the employee retention credit government tax incentive that helps small businesses and thousands uh, uh, thousands of small businesses around the Midwest, all kinds of businesses, small businesses, get back up to 26000 per employee for overpayment of payroll tax during the pandemic. If you were a business owner with five to 500 W-2 employees who continued to pay taxes and employee staff uh, during the pandemic... You know who's got you covered? ERC. ERC. It's, a, it's Omega Accounting Solutions that's got oh. you covered, but that's because of the ERC. Yep. Don't miss out on your small business tax credit. Even if you got a PPP loan, there's still time to find out if you qualify. Smallbizcashback.com slash Cubs or call 800-643-CUBS. 800-643-CUBS. For free consultation. Um, ERC. Big, big month and a half of baseball. Big month and a half of baseball. This is crunch time. Uh, Super excited. You know what I haven't been dialed into, which I will be more dialed into hopefully this year going in September, late September, is like with the new playoff format, there are, it's like, it's not only if you make the playoffs. It's like if you are a division winner, if if you're one of the top two, 
in record and division winners, you get a buy, right? Mm-hmm. And then if you're in the wild card, you if you won the divi- if you're the last division winner or if you're the first wild card, you get to play those three games, all of them at home. So like it's not just getting in. There's like a bunch of little things about like where whether you play at home, whether you have to go on the road for the three. And I think I'm sure we talked about this when everything first came out, but having the three wild card games at home, just thinking about Wrigley and like what that would be like, like what a difference that would be to sleep in your own bed and come and play in front of the home crowd as opposed to having to go somewhere else, be in a hotel, play in front of their crowd, like pretty big deal. So I have not been doubted into that the last couple of years, but I am definitely doubted into that this year. Hey, you're focused. You're focused on tomorrow. Yeah. Let's just focus on. Yeah, man. I don't. Yeah. That was a good conversation. Um, how about that preseason football? Pretty cool. Yeah. Stenson, Stenson, Stenson you Bennett. Built that, you built that up and Zach goes, let's yep. just worry about today, man. Yeah, he goes, Go about about and listen, no, yeah. listen, listen, listen. Stenson Bennett as, was pretty comfortable in the as pocket, a, though. As a good. friend, as a former teammate, as a business partner, I it would be absolutely awesome to see you guys make the playoffs. Again, we'll count 2020. But like with a full rocking stadium, and like what you guys are doing right now is awesome. Like you guys are like the you know the first team that I check. Like I want you guys to do it. It's fucking sick. I don't want you guys to get ahead of yourself. Come yeah, on. Uh, yeah. I was sitting in the hotel room in Toronto because we had a because we had a four o'clock game or three o'clock or whatever, and uh, and I did flip on some of the preseason football. And I'm a football guy, and I can I can I see the game pretty well. Uh, I got good court vision. <laughs> and, Who's your favorite uh, team again? I the Bears and when I was watching I swear to God I was watching uh Stenson Bennett in the game was like he looks very comfortable running the offense and then the next day all the pundits were like Stenson Bennett pretty good I was like I got a good eye for this game huh unbelievable he's also like 26 I'd hope yep. he's pretty good yep. he's older than half the quarterbacks in the league but he did he looked pretty comfortable game didn't speed up on him so that's good that's real good news you do got an eye for the game of football. If, if there's one thing I know about Ian Happ, he knows football. I've yes. seen the game. A favorite team, so it's easy. You know, when you're flipping around trying to figure out which team you're going to root for that day. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, they're like, oh, how's how's Happ? And I'm like, oh, man, this guy knows football. That's the first thing people say about me. If you guys want to chop football, you go to Ian Happ. You go to yep. eight. You go to eight. I'll talk to you about it. Talk to you about all the cover, too. All the Ian, all the schemes. Ian, who's the Bears starting running back? Montgomery. He is now a lion. Oh, he's a lion. He's a he's a one pride. Who is their starting running back? <laughs> Khalil Herbert. He's a good player. Yeah, you know ball. You know he's good. I know ball. Good player. <laughs> Justin Fields got some new receivers. We're all yep. excited about. Dick. Uh, you guys want to do screen time? So what are we doing today do or yesterday? What's the deal? Full Ooh, day yesterday. Wow, it like, sounds like you manipulated it a little bit. Let's do full day. We'll do full day yesterday. What? I didn't prepare for that. That's the point. Yesterday. Ooh. Uh, oh, mine's higher today. Good call. Let's do full day yesterday. You said Fine. it, not me. 440. Ah. 420 for me. Four eight. Oh, what the fuck! You guys Let's all go. suck. Sunday. Tom, 
That's a different Sunday. In, in about three Sundays, mine will be three times that high. Yeah. 21 hours? I don't, it maybe on NFL Sundays, you never know how high it can yeah. get. Wait, you're watching games on your phone? Twitter, Twitter. You there's a I lot Twitter. Of, what, what are you doing on scores. Twitter? What are you, I'm checking what are you doing? fantasy. I got you're, so much going on on Sundays. There's a, I love, dude, there's a lot of cool angles that you don't see on Twitter that come out. I don't think so. Sun's the world's leading manufacturer of commercial plumbing systems, companies at the forefront of the green building movement. If you're building a building, if you're looking to, Put some toilets in. If you're looking to put some flushers in, maybe some faucets, maybe some sink systems, soap dispensers, flusher meters. If you're looking for any of that, if you're looking to replace your flusher meters, let me tell you, Toronto, over at the Rogers Center, they want to, like, want to replace a couple flush meters. Go to Sloan.com to learn more. That's episode so 171. One podcast. Parse Rum. Go to Benny's. Go to your local liquor store. Ask about Parse. Anything else you guys want to uh, tell the people before we, we exit 171? Crosstown Showdown this week, or what's it called? It's for the Crosstown? Cup. It's for the Cup. It's got for like seven cup. sponsors. It's like the Crosstown, Crosstown Cup, Crosstown Classic, presented by Wind the Trust, cup. no free ads, also presented by somebody else. Also, uh, it's the Crosstown Cup. I was going to say I got to meet Mike Talkman. I wanted to thank Ian. Sick. Oh. That's the dream. Tom was probably on the moon. Big deal. Pro move of the day. And I Over got to meet Liz, which is an even bigger deal. Yep. That's I already met deal. her. I met her first. Yeah, everyone's met her. Zach hasn't met her. Everyone else has met her already. So uh, also, uh, I guess we'll discuss this uh, next week, but Zach and I are going to be playing against each other in Detroit Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday next week. Tune in. Big Ooh. deal. Gonna record gonna, again? We got to record like after game one or game or before game two. We'll see. We'll figure it Zach out. Zach will invite me over. So uh, I don't know if we'll see each other, but Zach, if, if you guys don't, don't you, hang out, Zach doesn't like me but in my apartment. The pods canceled. If you guys don't at least like go get like you think breakfast. you think that I would be the one to not have time. You can, come to my, you can come to my show suite. Yeah. In Birmingham. Birmingham's nicer than Royal Oak. Correct. That is true. Also, yeah, I'm coming. Also, I'm, I'm going to go yeah, to Grayson. Over. I'm going to hey. go to Grayson. Do you want to go to Grayson? Yep. Let's go. Big week. That's episode 171 of the Compel Podcast. Presented by Parse Rum. See you next week. <laughs>